Hello, everyone. Welcome to the MMA Island Podcast. I'm Jack Kennedy. And I'm Ace Martinez. And this is your podcast for the latest in MMA. I'm Jack Kennedy. And they hit a lot harder, in my opinion, too. Mace Martinez. He put Aldo stiff in 13 seconds before Bruce Buffer could even plant his ass in his seat. I'm Marcos Diaz. You can't keep getting opportunities if you get hurt. And this is the MMA Island Podcast. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year to all of you. We have a spectacular podcast for you today. Um, A lot of breaking news came out. I won't say all of them because we'll cover all of them just in a second. Uh, Four big things, and then we will get you three fights that need to happen in 2021 as a bit of a New Year's podcast because this podcast will be released um, and for the new year. So let's get into it. The first piece of news, uh, Michael Chandler, who has been talking about a UFC fight for a long time and, you know, he needs a fight now that he's in the UFC. Uh, there's a big rumor that he will be fighting Dan Hooker. Originally it was said UFC 257. Now it's, we don't really know. Um, what are your thoughts on Michael Chandler and who he might fight next? So yesterday when I was looking into this, I didn't really know that if the fight was confirmed yet, yeah. uh, as far as I know, it hadn't been, I know Dana's spoken about it. And I think that's what he wants. Um, until it's actually confirmed, I still hope that the matchup for Chandler is Justin Gaethje. Yes. Uh, you know, Chandler came in, he wanted a top five guy, and, and Gaethje is that guy. Uh, at least I thought so. Um, I think th- this fight, the Hooker and Gaethje don't really make sense to me, uh, if I'm being honest. I think I think it would be a great fight, but, I mean – you have Chandler who hasn't even debuted yet and he was already lined up as a backup yeah. for a championship fight. Um, <clears throat> obviously Hooker just came off that loss to Poirier, which was, like I said, an amazing fight. But if I guess in that, in that scenario, that kind of leaves Justin Gaethje out. So I think if, if Chandler and, and Hooker are the ones to go at it, then I assume that the winner of Poirier and McGregor will get Justin Gaethje for the lightweight belt. However, if Hooker and I mean if Chandler and Gaethje hook up, then I assume the winner of that fight and the winner of Poirier and McGregor will fight for the belt. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I just I, I was hoping I hope it's Gaethje. Like I said, it's leaning more towards towards uh, Hooker. But either way, I'm just excited to see uh, Chandler debut finally. And if it can get confirmed on the UFC 257 card, that's going to be huge. It's already going to be a big card. Uh, they usually stack those things when Connor's main eventing yeah. the card. So yep. I think it'd be great. But either way, uh, Chandler's going to have his work cut out for him, his first go round, And uh, I'm excited to see it. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I absolutely. I would love to see that Gaethje fight. But honestly, I'm not too against uh, him fighting Dan Hooker. In fact, that was actually the fight that I wanted to see him fight first. I wasn't too crazy about him being the backup for the main event of uh, Habib versus Justin Gaethje. I thought that should have been at the time, Tony Ferguson, I thought, even though he lost to Justin Gaethje, he had been around for so long. I thought he would have been a better backup for that fight rather than a guy who hasn't even fought in the UFC before. And we really don't know how he's going to, you know, do against a top level UFC opponent, especially this lightweight division. So I think Dan Hooker is the perfect fight for him. He's not top five, at least I don't think that's, I don't know where he's ranked exactly. I think Dan Hooker's top seven. I think he might be six, maybe he's in the top five. He's either six or five. Um, so still very highly ranked. He's a very tough fighter. Um, 
just came off of what was my fight of the year against uh, Dustin Poirier. Um, and, and for Michael Chandler, I feel like that would just be the perfect welcome fight to the UFC. It's not an immediate title shot, in my opinion. Um, I think you need one more shot, uh, one more fight after that, at least, to get to the title fight. But it's the perfect matchup. Uh, it'd be a great fight. And, and, and as for Dan Hooker, he would be saying, okay, welcome to the UFC, Michael Chandler. And that would be a great fight. Um, the style of Dan Hooker. I, I would love to see that. So I'm all for this fight. I, I think this fight would be great. Um, what you said, though, about Justin Gaethje, I would love that matchup, too. I love uh, Justin Gaethje. And his wrestling obviously don't, did not look good against the beef. But <laughs> who does look good against the beef? And, and exactly. I think Gaethje does have great wrestling. He just... I mean, how, how, how do you defend against uh, the Eagles? So um, I think that'd be a great matchup. And also how does Michael Chandler handle Justin Gaethje's pressure and the bombs that he would be landing on Michael Chandler? I don't know. There's a lot of pieces to that matchup that are make it just as fascinating. So um, I agree with what you said. I'd love to see the Gaethje fight. But for me, I'm all for the Dan Hooker fight. And I think, uh, in my opinion, that's why I want to see Michael Chandler face uh, the most is Dan Hooker. So um, whether it happens for USC 257, which I hope it does, um, or, or later um, for a USC fight, I'm all for this. And I just hope Michael Chandler finally fights. It's been too long. Yeah, and if you want to get him out in front of a major crowd and have a lot of eyes on him when he debuts in UFC 257 is the time to do that. I don't know, yeah. especially with the prices, the UFC pay-per-view is going up oh, now. Yeah. I don't know if people are going to shell out money to watch Michael Chandler in the main event somewhere. But as a co-main event to McGregor, I think that's the perfect spot for him to debut and get a lot of uh, a lot of eyes put on him right away and see what he's about. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a reason the first fight that the pay-per-view prices go up is a McGregor fight because every time McGregor fights, it's a must-watch. So, right. absolutely. All right, our next piece of news. Uh, Kevin Holland, who we briefly mentioned this on our last podcast. Um, I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but it's heavily rumored. It might have been confirmed by Brett Okamoto. I'm not sure. Um, he is scheduled to fight Derek Brunson, or at least rumored to schedule to fight Derek Brunson in March. Uh, huge step up for Kevin Holland. Uh, what do you think on this fight? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, – I don't, I don't know if it's confirmed yet either, but I think that they're going to push it really hard. And oh, yeah. I, I don't see anybody else – I don't see them matching up any, any other two guys besides them two. Uh, I really like the matchup. I think it's a great opportunity for Holland – who is my fighter of the year in 2020. Yes. Uh, yes. I think, like like I said, I think March is when they're trying to book it. So Holland can end a great year in 2020 and start off 2021 with a bang against Brunson. Um, as far as Brunson goes, he's won his last three. And and from his point of view, he's fighting down in the rankings, which you know how I feel. I, I've talked to you about that, about people in the top fighting down. But a win over Holland would go a long way for Brunson, considering the year that Holland has had. So, uh, of course, these guys are chasing Adesanya at middleweight, and uh, so a win for either of them is going to be huge. Uh, I don't know right now who I would choose for that one, which, I mean, I, I'm sure we'll debate and we'll discuss that later on because I have no idea yeah. uh, yeah. who to win that fight. They're both yeah. uh, just so tough and so talented, um, but I'm looking forward to that one. Hopefully that gets signed. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And like you said, that's the fight to make in middleweight. Uh, Derek Brunson who a lot of people are writing on, he didn't want to become a gatekeeper in his last fight. And I thought he was going to lose his last fight against a real up and coming fire, but he proved everybody wrong and performed probably the best he's looked in his entire career. So I I, I'm excited to see Derek Brunson go out there and Kevin Holland, a guy riding off the most momentum I've ever seen. Um, Obviously my fighter of the year as well, 
he looks incredible. Five and five and zero oh, um, recently, and I don't know. This is a dangerous fight, though. I'm I'm just thinking about the fight. Derek Brunson is a tough guy. You cannot be lacking for one second, especially now riding the momentum that he has. It's a big jump for Kevin Holland. Uh, he's he's faced tough guys, but no one like Derek Brunson so far. Um, and then Derek Brunson, he kind of struggles against up and coming guys. So uh, Israel Adesanya, uh, Robert Whitaker, they both fought him and both beat him. That could be another situa- situation with Kevin Holland. He's really starting to put things together. I don't know. I'm excited to see it. It's such a good uh, fight. I hope they put this on a fight night main event. That would be the perfect uh, fight night main event for me or a co-main yeah. event. Yeah, yeah, definitely. To see that fight for free would be great. Absolutely. So I, I'm, I'm so excited. And fight to make um, with you. I, this is one of those fights. You have to feel it on fight week to make a prediction. I can't really say it right now. Um, but I really, I really want to see this. And like you said, fight to make. So looking forward to it. And they need to get this one signed as soon as possible. Yeah, definitely. All right. Our next piece of news. And we said we would be talking about this one on the last podcast. This was going to be our biggest piece of news. But it turned out not to be. We'll talk about the next one after that. But second biggest piece of news and most disappointing piece of news on this podcast. Sorry. Yep. Uh, Leon Edwards versus Hazmat Chimayev has been canceled for January 20th. Uh, and Leon Edwards will not be facing another opponent. The co-main event, which, again, is not a terrible fight, has been booked um, as the main event for that fight night. With that, what are you making of this news on the second cancellation of the Leon Edwards Chimayev fight? Yeah, it's unfortunate. I guess uh, Ali came out and said that Chimaev had contracted COVID-19, so uh, the, the, which sucks. That's unfortunate. Um, I think this fight will happen at some stage. I, I know that Edwards wanted to stay on the card and fight on, on Fight Island, but I, I guess they just can get a, a deal done. I know Masvidal, he called out Masvidal, and um, I was interested to see who, we would, he, who he would accept as an opponent. Uh, and I think the inactivity is it's uh, it's frustrating the fans for Edwards, and I think yeah. it's starting to frustrate yeah. him as well uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, like you said, they pulled him, and now and now Neil Magny and Kiesa are the main event, I believe. So uh, I think that they want Edwards to take on Chimaev. I don't think they want anybody to screw that situation up for them. So I think that's the reason they pulled Edwards. But yeah, just unfortunate that this fight ain't happening. I mean, I want we want we both want to see Chimaev. I think the whole world wants to see Chimaev and what he's really about and. Uh, to, to face Edwards, who's not, I believe, number three at welterweight. Uh, it would be a huge test for him. A lot of people think Edwards is going to school him, and a lot of people think that Jemayev can get it done. So uh, we're just playing the guessing game and the hypothetical game and, and things of that sort because they haven't been able to get in there. And I guess we're going to be doing that a little bit longer. I, I think March is what they said about that one as well, right, trying to reschedule yeah. for March. So yeah. hopefully they can make it happen then, maybe UFC 259. Yeah. Oh, it's so disappointing. I really hope this doesn't become the next Tony Ferguson Habib situation or Yair Rodriguez versus Habib. Like this fight needs to happen. Uh, we all want to see it just like the Kevin Hall at Derek Brunson situation. I was going to say this, um, but I kind of wanted to mention it with this fight as well. These are two fights where you don't want to see. Usually if a top guy, a top five guy is fighting down, it in no way benefits the top five guy. But with two guys, especially Hazmat Chimaev and Kevin Holland, it's re- it's really beneficial to either fighter because it's really counted as a top five win for either fighter just because of the momentum and the hype behind both of those both of those fighters. So there's a lot at stake here for both guys, um, especially Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards has not fought in a long, long time. 
He's been very picky about how he how he's been choosing his fights, and now he's forced himself into this situation. They were supposed to fight back in December. That did not work out. It was supposed to be January. That did not work out. Now, who knows? Um, March is when they're scheduling it. Overall, we've talked about this fight. What's at stake? Uh, the great matchup that it is. I just want to see this fight happen at this point. I'm getting restless. It needs to happen. If this does not, if they schedule it for March and it falls through in March, in my opinion, it's never going to happen. And, and I am going to be so disappointed about that. Even if they book it another time, it might just be one of those cursed fights. And I really hope it doesn't uh, become that because I think everyone as a UFC fan, as just a mixed martial arts fan, despite even the names, the, just the matchup alone goes back to the roots of the UFC and everything. And not just the hype behind Chimaev and at Leon Edwards proving that he wants a title shot. He was calling for a title shot a while ago. It needs to happen. And that's my bottom line is it's so disappointing, but uh, as long as it happens, I'm happy down the road. So hopefully in March or whenever they do book it, as long as it happens, it, it needs to happen this next time. That's, that's my biggest takeaway. Uh, don't give up hope, Jack. Dana's known to book <laughs> fights five I times. Hope so. I uh, hope so. Yeah. Hopefully in March, they get it. They run it. I hope so. I hope so. All right. Now, the biggest piece of news. We thought the last one would be, this is massive. And we had talked about this back in the early podcast, um, whenever Israel Adesanya just beat Paulo Costa and Jan uh, beat uh, Dominic Reyes. But this is the fight that is going on now at light heavyweight. Israel Adesanya is moving up, and it is official. He is challenging Jan Blachowicz for the light heavyweight title. Glover Teixeira has been pushed aside. This is the fight that's going on. What are your thoughts? What do you make of this? Yeah, you got to feel bad for Glover a little bit, but I love this fight. Uh, I think I thought it was going to happen sooner or later. Obviously, Izzy is is moving up. He's the middleweight champ, and, and now going to challenge for the light heavyweight belt. So, um, Blackwood had a great year. I mean, he ran through Corey Anderson as well as Dominic Reyes. So, uh, he's definitely going to be a tough challenge for Adesanya. I think it's uh, maybe not as tough as challenge yet because I think uh, Gastelum takes that one. As far as I'm concerned, with without Asanya, um, I think he was his toughest challenge so far. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Jan's yeah. got the power. Jan's got the power to finish anybody. I think Izzy's striking and his his movement and and he always just seems to find the route to victory, no matter no matter what it is, whether he he's getting worked in the fight or he's just taking his time, like Romero. I mean, uh, he always seems to find a way to come out on top. Obviously, he's 20 and 0. So. What I'm, what I think about more with, with this fight being booked is what that means for Adesanya and Jones if they're ever going to fight. Um, I know that, that Jones is obviously planning on going to heavyweight now, and uh, now it seems like Adesanya. It, it seems to some people that Adesanya waited to make this move until Jones was out of the picture. Um, so I'm interested to see how that plays out between them two because I definitely want to see that yeah. uh, go down. As far as the fight goes, uh, I think I think Adesanya gets it done. I really can't bet against him. Uh, I think he'll become uh, what? What is it, the fourth or fifth champ champ in the UFC? So, uh, yeah, I think he gets it done against Young. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you there. Um, I really feel bad for Glover Teixeira, and I think whenever people are talking about this fight, uh, they won't be mentioning that a lot because even though he just won, it's kind of still flying under the radar that he would be next in line for the title shot. He just beat a top contender who I thought was going to smoke Glover Teixeira uh, and Tiago Santos, but he destroyed Thiago Santos. So um, I do feel bad for him. As for the matchup and the hype, it's going to be super hyped up. It's going to be uh, off the roof. The pay-per-view numbers are going to be great because 
it is a potential champ champ. And in my opinion, he will be the light heavyweight champion and middleweight champion by the end of the night. Um, and it's, it's disappointing. I love uh, Jan Blakovic. I love his story, what he's been able to do. And he's a very, very talented striker and a very tough guy. I don't think he will be able to be finished just like Paulo Costa was that quickly uh, is what I mean. But at the end of the day, it's still power versus precision. And Israel Adesanya is one of the most precise and, and technical strikers in the UFC. Um, and what he's able to do is, and it's more recently against Paulo Costa, he looks phenomenal, especially against Robert Whitaker and pretty much every other fight besides uh, Yoel Romero, where nothing happened in that one. But he's looked fantastic. And I know Jan Blokovic will be bringing the pressure. He will be walking forward. Maybe he does land a blow. But Israel Adesanya's striking is so good, and he's able to keep people at reach away from him where he can use his kicks and everything. So I think Israel Adesanya will become the new champion, and that's that's my early pick for it. Um, and then what happens from there, it's got to be John Jones for Israel Adesanya. I mean, going to light heavyweight, taking what his was his belt. The only reason he left is to go up to heavyweight. If, he, if that happens, he's got to go back down there with all the trash they're talking. If that doesn't happen, then what was the whole point of this, in my opinion? I mean, I think that's the overall goal, not only for Israel Adesanya, but for the UFC as well, is to set up the Israel Adesanya-John Jones fight for the light heavyweight title. Um, I think that's the overarching goal for them. Um, but this fight alone, obviously, it'll be super hyped up. And, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> All we can do is wait. Absolutely. Okay. Now, obviously, it is New Year's Eve when we're recording. It'll be New Year's whenever you're watching this. So we're going we're gonna, to uh, say three fights that we want to happen, that need to happen in MMA in the year 2021. Happy New Year's, everybody. Uh, Mace, what are your three fights that need to happen? So the, the first fight I had, I, I want to see Kamaru Usman and Colby Covington running back. Yes. Uh, oh, I think okay. that's a rematch that, that they need to make. Uh, I, I obviously I think Burns is next for Usman. I think Usman gets by him, uh, and then we need the rematch with Colby. I think the first time around was great. It was competitive. It was high paced fight. In my opinion, Colby Covington is the second best welterweight in the world. Yeah, uh, I think he can beat Usman as long as he can avoid getting knocked out. Uh, I think he, I think he can beat him. Uh, obviously, the hatred between them two it's still there. It's probably even more yeah. so than the first time. Uh, you, you saw uh, the interview with Covington after he beat Woodley, and I mean he was just. When he gets around Usman, even when they're just speaking to each other, he can't he can hardly stand it. So, um, and and more than anything, I think this fight would do big business for the UFC. I think it'd make a lot of money, um, and it it it'd sell a lot of pay per views. So, this is definitely one that that's competitive and that we need to run back because uh, I think Colby could get it done. And then if Colby gets it done, then we get a trilogy out of it. Uh, which oh would yeah, be oh yeah. So I like that idea. I, li I think that's a fight we need to see for sure next year. Awesome. Awesome. So my first, my fight that I have um, on here first, and obviously we talked about this, but it needs to happen. Leon Edwards versus Hazmat Chimaev. It's not a fantasy matchup or anything. It just, it needs to happen. So that's why I have it on here. That's what, this just really quick or whatever. I won't explain because I already talked about it earlier, but that's my first one that I have on here is Leon Edwards versus Chimaev because I mean, it just needs to happen. So 2021 book it, seal it, have him in the octagon, lock him up and have him go at it. Yeah. So my second fight for that I want to see in 2021 is John Jones and Israel Adesanya, the one we just mentioned. Um, obviously, because of the bad blood between them, they're two megastars in the UFC. 
Jones, many consider him the greatest of all time. Adesanya is obviously the undefeated, undefeated middleweight champ. And uh, now he's going for the light heavyweight belt, which was Jones's until he vacated the belt. Um, and then you see their back and forth on social media, which has been yes. intense and, and even like sometimes very personal. So uh, I think the move to heavyweight, like I, like I mentioned earlier for Jones, it makes it seem like this fight might be difficult to make. Um, but if Izzy takes that belt, I, I know Jones just said he don't want to cut the 205 again. He never planned on doing it again. But if Izzy takes that belt and the money is right, I think Jones could make the cut. Or if Izzy takes that belt and really wants to make history and the UFC will allow it, let him move up and fight for the heavyweight championship Ooh. against Jones. If Jones ain't wanting to move down and, and they want to make that fight, uh, I, I could see Izzy wanting to do that as well. I mean, I don't know what – 206 is a – well, 205, you got to make 205 for the belt. So, I mean, I don't know what Izzy walks around at normally, but I'm sure uh, – he'd put some weight on and, and go up yeah. and challenge Jones, just like Jones has put some weight on to go challenge these guys. So um, John Jones is set on cementing his legacy and, and it'll have to be very enticing to get him back at 205. I think there's a better shot of, of this fight happening at heavyweight uh, if it goes down. So uh, definitely needs to be in 2021. Like the last fight I mentioned, big numbers, big business, big money, everything. It's got to go down. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. I believe Israel Asanya before he was in the UFC, whenever he was doing his, uh, what, what, did, he, what did he fight at? It wasn't kickboxing. Uh, kick, it was kickboxing. Okay, that's what I thought. I think he used to fight at light heavyweight. I'm pretty sure. Um, whenever I need to research that, so it's not official, but I'm pretty sure that's where he used to fight at. So that's that's an interesting thing. So he could definitely make that weight, um, 100. Um, my second fight on here is Jorge Masvidal versus Colby Covington. We already mentioned Colby Covington. These guys, this not only does this need to be made, and there was actually rumors about this fight earlier uh, today um, that were that were going around. Not only does this fight need to happen, um, this needs to be the ultimate fighter coaches as well, just to build up something. Um, they already don't like each other. Colby Covington has beef with everybody at 170, and uh, obviously Jorge Majidal pretty much too. So it's just the perfect matchup for them, and it's a great fight. As for Jorge Majidal, can he rebound from? losing to Kamara Usman, um, Colby Covington. He's on a tear right now, just dismantled Tyron Woodley, in which a fight where Tyron Woodley hadn't won for a long time, hadn't even won a round. But I thought the spark would be reignited because he's fighting Colby Covington. But Colby Covington shut him down completely. And, and it was um, it was crazy to watch. And um, he's back for sure. And I think he will be challenging for the title uh, against Kamara Usman. Or I, I'm not writing off Gilbert Burns um, that, that early. But – um, whoever the champion is, probably Kamaru Usman, um, very soon, possibly in 2021, like you said. But this fight right here, um, a lot on the line, a lot of bad blood, and um, I would be 100% down to see it. And I think they need to make that fight happen. So that's my second fight that needs to happen in 2021. Yeah. So, I mean, you just stole mine. This is my third fight. And oh, this is I'm the, sorry. <laughs> if, we don't see, if we don't see any other fight next year that, that we mentioned – this is the fight we need to see. Yep. Uh, for all the reasons you just pointed out, obviously, and then some. Like you said, it'd be nice to see them on the Ultimate Fighter. I, I, I agree. I think that'd be perfect. That'd be some exciting TV yeah. right there. Um, I know I saw the other day that Masvidal had spoke about a confrontation that they had at UFC 241, and obviously Colby is, is, Colby is Colby and talking trash about everybody and 
and everything. And I think Masvidal approached him to, to address it like a man and Colby wanted no part of it. And then Masvidal goes out and calls him a snitch because later on that night, Dana White is asking Masvidal, you know, why is Colby coming up to me telling me you're trying to, you know, mess him up early. Uh, but so, so he goes on to call him a snitch, but, and Colby calls him, you know, calls him out every chance he gets, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just street Judas and, you know, it calls him washed up and all kinds of stuff. So it's definitely a back and forth between them. Uh, this out of all three fights that I've mentioned does the biggest numbers in my opinion. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think this will draw so much attention. Uh, obviously Colby is, is watched more because of his, his style, his attitude, his, his trash talk, his brashness. And Masvidal has, has just come on recently in the last couple of years and been one of the most exciting fighters. Obviously he's the BMF uh, title holder and, and things like that. But uh, I think this, yeah, this sells more than, more than any of the other two I mentioned. And, uh, this fight, if if none other, this fight needs to happen in 2021 for sure. Yeah, absolutely. The, imagine the buildup for that fight whenever it happens, because it's going to happen. It has to happen. The buildup for that fight is going to be amazing. Um, all right, my last fight. You already mentioned John Jones. Um, I think he's going up to heavyweight, um, and I think he will eventually fight for the title. Um, I'm not sure of the outcome of Stipe versus Ngannou, but – the fight I would like to see most in 2021 would be Stipe Miocic versus John Jones for the heavyweight championship. John Jones moving up to heavyweight raises so many questions. Um, he's been able, he's been hit recently in his last three title fights. It's been somewhat close and arguably wins in the last two of the three title defenses. He's taken some big shots. Can he take those shots at heavyweight? Can he mix in his wrestling against a very good wrestler in Stipe Miocic? Um, and again, just the size difference. Um, I don't know. It's so fascinating. And obviously John Jones is John Jones. So he's a very great fighter. And in the eyes of many, the number one pound for pound ever. So um, I want to see it. Um, I love watching Stipe fight um, at heavyweight. He'd be defending the throne. And if Stipe wins against John Jones, he would have had to beat Nganu. He might be the greatest of all time, period. Not just heavyweight, because he's already cemented his legacy as the greatest heavyweight of all time period, he might be the greatest of all time beating those guys like that. Um, and, then maybe, and then maybe Israel Adesanya, if he decides to move up too, who knows? Um, but this fight just technically and everything, I just think it would be such a good fight, not only because of the names, but just because of how great of fighters. These are two goats in the UFC and they would be matching up against each other. It would be amazing. So for me, that is the fight that I personally want to see the most in 2021. I just think it'd be a fantastic fight and there'd be a lot on the line as well. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully we get to see them all. That'd be even better. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. All right. Well, that'll do it for this new year's podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, remember you can uh, well, like, and subscribe. We're on YouTube. Listen everywhere. We're on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can listen to a podcast. We are there. Check us out on Instagram at MMA Island and on our website, MMAisland.net. Thank you guys so much for listening. Happy, have a happy new year. Good job, Jack. Have a happy new year, man. Yeah.